Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. The unknowns are creating some dynamic changes in the global economy. When ever have we had this where every single person in every single city and every single country has had to stay home? It just never happens. And at the same time, what you and I talked about initially in this conversation, we have two choices. We can look at the world's coming to an end and create that, including the financial world. Or we can say, okay, we know there's going to be changes. We know the stock market's going to be altered. We know the whole global economy is going to have a new facelift. So now what actions can we put in place today that allows us to actually create for now and the future. But you have to also be willing to say, okay, what is working? And how do we make that better? Or what ideas do you have to make it better? I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at unmistakablecreative.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Lolly, welcome to The Unmistakable Creative. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, it is my pleasure to have you here. So I, I think I found out about you by way of somebody on your team. Um, and it's funny because to this day, I, I can't tell you how I make decisions other than, oh, something about this person makes me curious. And I don't even remember what it was that made me say, okay, yes, I want to talk to this person. <laughs> I um, love it. <laughs> but um, I want to start asking, where in the world did you grow up and what impact did that end up having on the choices that you have made with your life and your career? Well, actually, that's probably what got you thinking about bringing me on your show. I was born in Iran, and when I was seven, the revolution hit. And within 24 hours, my mom and my two sisters and I literally were on the next flight out and went to France. And it it's one of those things that, you know, you hear stories of people who have had some kind of trauma in their lives or there's been difficulties in their countries and they had to flee the country. And for me, it was one of those things that truly started to do, to open a new world of possibilities for me. Um, I was a quiet child, but very active. And at the age of seven, when we moved to France, like I had two choices and I remember thinking, okay, I don't know what's going to happen to us. We came with three suitcases and that's our whole life. My dad's left behind. I don't know when I'll see him. I don't know if we're going to move again. So I can stay at home, be with my family, or I can actually take this as an opportunity to get to know the whole, like everyone. (laughs) And then if we leave, it's okay because then I already got the chance to meet people. 
And that has opened so much for me in life. And no matter what the challenges have come up, because that revolution was just the beginning of many different things that have occurred in my life. And yet the mentality being the same, like nothing has to control you and control your life, no matter what the problems are, but just the willingness to actually look at it from a different perspective and then turn it and flip it into a possibility. Yeah. You know, I always wonder when people have experiences like this, particularly when they're extremely young, how the perspective that you have on that experience has changed with age. Because I think the way you worded it now is probably not the way that you would have thought of it when you were seven years old. Well, you unless know, you're a highly evolved seven-year-old, well, uh, you know, that th- it's very different than I was. But I, I just wonder about you know your perception of the experience then versus now. It's funny the words. I remember actually thinking I have two choices and I, I was an evolved child. I skipped two grades in school. Um, but at seven, probably not as evolved as I think I was. Um, but you're right. I remember being scared, but yet not being scared at the same time. And the awkward part was going to a country that I didn't even know the language, but being young, I think influenced it and made it easier because with some quick tutoring, I knew French and I could speak French. I had a French accent in three weeks. You know, (laughs) when you're that young, you don't look at language as a difficulty and you just kind of flow with it. So it wasn't a struggle from that perspective. The one thing that I remember being scared about though, was that, um, they were harming kids. They were killing kids. They were killing adults who were Iranian. So we were told, never say you're Iranian. You have to say you're Persian. And my family would make us not speak Farsi when we were in the streets because we didn't know if, if, if somebody might be biased towards what was happening and would harm us. So there was that fear aspect from that perspective. But... I don't know, just France was so welcoming. The people were so great. I felt so integrated so quickly that it didn't really affect me. I think as it does most people who would have come a little older, like my sister was five and a half years older and I know her experience. And if she was the one describing it for you right now, it would be totally different. Yeah. What about your your parents? Did your dad ever join both of you? And what one other thing I wonder, right? As somebody who primarily kind of experiences countries like Iran through what the media shows us, what are our misperceptions of what is going on in the Middle East? Yeah, there's so many misconceptions. Um, you know, I've never been physically back there myself, so I've allowed not so much media, but I would say the pictures from others, the Facebooks of the world to actually show me the beauty of the Middle East. Um, My dad did eventually come join us. And actually, I didn't share this with you, but my dad was a very, um, he was very influential, even though he wasn't in the government, he would work with the government and bringing commerce, businesses, factories into rural parts of Iran educating people. And so as soon as the revolution hit, he was actually a target. That's why he didn't leave with us. He wanted to be there for his employees. And so they arrested him shortly after we took off on the plane and he was in jail for, for many months. And 
you know, it's, it's interesting. My dad never talked about it. Like we didn't know this was like the biggest family secret until later, much later in life. But like, I know my dad, um, experiencing what he experienced is so much in alignment with what people fear. While at the same time, that's not the whole country. You know, it's like, you know, I've lived in the U.S. most of my life. And I would tell you, I remember where there was this, um, the sniper shootings right down the street from my kid's school. I remember being afraid to walk across the street. And that was in America, you know? So what, what we see on TV, unfortunately, is never the representation of the whole country. It's never the representation of all the people. But you are seeing where media is guiding you to see. Um, you know, I mean, if Americans were every American that you see on TV, God bless. I mean, I wouldn't want to be American, you know? (laughs) Um, so it's the same thing. I think you've got all sorts of things. I, um, one of the things that I realized personally that I missed out on is that I started to see pictures when people traveled to Iran. And I saw pictures of mountains and people skiing. And I started to see these beautiful trees and these high rises. You know, you had these like beautiful buildings. And I'm like, that's not what people talk about, unfortunately. But it's almost like a mini Chicago where I lived. Um, I lived in Tehran. And so, you know, like when you look at it from a different angle, it's amazing the beauty of our world that most people don't talk about. Yeah. So one thing I always wonder about people who are immigrants who are brought to the United States is what kinds of advice they get uh, from their parents about uh, making their way in the world. Because, uh, you know, it's pretty standard uh, affair. Now, I don't know if this is the case with Iranian people, but like you're Indian, it's like doctor, lawyer, engineer, what else are you going to do with your life? And I'm guessing it's the same because it seems to be pretty pervasive across most Asian, South Asian and Middle Eastern cultures. A lot of Iranians are doctors. I actually was pre-med. I wanted to be a doctor, but for me, it was different. My dad loved business and commerce and assisting others to be leaders. And so um, I grew up not so much my parents putting all the pressure on me of like, be a doctor and do all that. That was something I inflicted on myself. I wanted to be the doctor. I wanted to do all those things and put that pressure on myself. My dad really was like, you know, find what you love and make that be your business. And he was incredible in his inspiration. He was a strict dad. Like, you know, he wanted to make sure we got good grades and all that. But once again, I was the straight A student. Like for me, I put so much pressure on myself I didn't allow my parents' pressure to be more, if that makes any sense. It does. Why do you think that your parents gave you that message and so few people from these cultures do? Like that is never once the message I got from my parents. It was, you know, make sure you get a job that actually pays, you know? Well, they, they, they had that mentality too, but it was different. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have a defined, like you either pick medicine, law or engineering, which is what a lot of Iranians, like Iranians love math and they're mm. amazing at it. I was really good at math too, but like, so it's just something like, you know, most people are, and yes, my mom wanted me to be a doctor, but it wasn't started by her. It was started by me. 
And as soon as I chose it, then they were very strict for me to follow it, if that makes sense. <laughs> like yeah. they were good about that. And for me, I my kids, it's actually their birthday today and they, they're twins and they're 24 years old. And for my kids, my world was different. Like I've been talking to them. One of my daughters is actually going to start med school this year. I'm really proud of her. But with my kids, it really was follow what makes your heart sing. Because if you don't love what you do, you're going to be miserable every day of your life. But if you love what you do, even if it means to bake cookies or whatever it is, you know, like that joy you have every day waking up to start a whole new day is going to bring you money. It's going to bring you the clients. It will bring you the life that you're looking for. But if you do something because, oh my God, this is the only path I have to make money. Most people have health issues. Most people have financial debt. You know what I mean? It just actually revolves in every part of their lives. Yeah. And yet that is a choice that so many people make. Yes. So what do you say to the person, particularly in the midst of what we're going through right now, that that all sounds really nice, but you guys are both speaking from places of privilege? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you the privilege side is that, you know, when we left Iran, we lost everything. My dad had built his life, his business, his finances, everything. And they took everything away from him. He built from scratch. Um, you know, I've had to work hard for me and my, my life and everything. You know, I've been in financial debt before, you know, with my kids actually through diapers and other stuff. Um, but it's the willingness to not get stuck in it. You know, you have to be very aware of where you are but don't let it hold you back. I would go and actually speak at colleges because most kids go to college doing a degree that their parents want them to do. And I would actually have a conversation with them. I'm like, hey, okay, what would you choose? You know, and, and how can you apply the major you have today to the career you actually want to have? I ended up I worked 12 years in healthcare. I wanted to be a doctor, actually, and um, I went to school for that. I was pre-med. And when it came time to go to medical school, I really looked at my life and I was like, okay, I just got married. I want to take care of him. I'm going to put medical school off for one year. And I ended up not going back to it as the world happens. We had an earthquake. I moved to Maryland, had twins, you know, like as life happens. But one of the things I realized, it was like one of the greatest gifts of my life was not to go to med school because I would not have been happy being a doctor practicing HMO. Here, let me give you a prescription. Come back tomorrow, you know? And today... I actually travel around the world. And one of the things that I get to share is people having wellness in their lives, wellness in their health, wellness in their finances, wellness in their relationships and wellness in their business. And so, you know, like the roads that we have don't have to be what you started with today. So, yeah. you know, actually with the coronavirus and everything that's going on, I've done a lot of YouTube live videos and other forums that people have asked me to come speak. The future, what are you creating? You can sit in front of your TV and say the world's coming to an end, or you can actually take action of how do you want your life to be different? And not from fight, but truly 
what can you put in place today that you're planting the seeds for today and tomorrow? So we know a lot of you have been listening to us for years, and it means the world to us. What we do here at The Unmistakable Creative wouldn't be possible without the support of our listeners. If the podcast has been valuable to you, one of the best ways you can support us is to subscribe to Unmistakable Creative Prime, which gives you access to transcripts, all of our courses, monthly coaching calls, live chats with our guests, and an incredible community of creatives. And it costs less than you spend on a cup of coffee every month. For the school teachers and people in our education system, Prime is completely free to help you with this transition to teaching online. We've packed it with a ton of value and actionable content, and we hope you'll check it out. Just go to unmistakablecreative.com slash prime to learn more. Again, that's unmistakablecreative.com slash prime. It's funny because one thing I said is that you have two choices here when you're stuck. You can either consume or you can create. And I think the people that will reap the benefits of being put in this situation are the ones who choose to create. Definitely. Definitely. And it's okay if you didn't choose until today to create. That's the piece. Like every 10 seconds, you get to choose what you want your future to be. And most people don't know, like really right now, they're in that uncertain place of, I don't know what happens to my business. I don't know what happens to my job. I don't know. But it's okay. The world is changing. What you used to know is not going to be the same. The businesses need to run different. So start including questions. Okay. So let me write down what are things that I'm actually really good at. And then write down things that you would like to learn that maybe you don't have the skills for today. And where can you apply the things you're really good at to actually bring you also income? You know, most people take advantage, they don't take advantage of the fact that there's a million things that they actually have the capacities to be and do because they think I've never done it before. But no, you have. And someone's going to be looking for that. And if you're willing to have that mindset of, okay, I can choose problem or possibility. Okay. So what possibilities are here right now that I haven't even considered yet? Be in that question and get some ideas. I've been sharing um, with so many people how to start a new business. I want to go back to something that you said. Um, you mentioned you know, wellness in four key areas, uh, mm-hmm. your business, your health, your relationships, and um, your finances. Yeah. Let's talk about each one of those in sure. a bit more detail because those seem basically, I think we, I kind of know where I want to go with the entire rest of our conversation based on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's start with, with health because I mean, ultimately I think <laughs> what a fitting place to start given what's going on. Um, you don't have that. You don't have anything. I mean, even Naval Ravikant did this three-hour epic podcast on how to get rich, and he said it doesn't matter if you don't have that. All of this is for nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think health more than ever is not just what you eat, but it includes it. And so when I'm talking about your wellness and your health, a lot of times people think, oh, is it the vitamins I need to take? No, it's actually you having a different level of communion and communication with your body. Um, like, you know, I, I'm actually quarantined in Portugal because I was here, I fell off a horse and instead of coming back to the U S I actually ended up staying here. And I do have the pleasure of the hotel resort I'm staying at. I can walk where the trees are and some people they're stuck in their house. They can't go anywhere. And I get that, but your body requires movement. 
and sitting in front of the TV and, and eating 24-7 because you're home is not the wave of a healthy body for the future. So you have to take moments of rest, yes, but don't sleep 20 hours. <laughs> you know, your body needs movement. Where, where can you go? Even if you have stairs or don't have stairs, can you walk around the house? Like there's things that you actually need to put in place no matter what the restrictions are where you live. Uh-huh. And eating. You know, one thing I had a text message from my cousin. He said, the boys are bored. All they're doing is eating, watching TV and sleeping. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) well, that's not going to do anyone any good, (laughs) you know? So like, yes, watch TV if you want to watch TV, sleep if you want to sleep. But like, the world is not about the exaggeration right now. It's like, okay, what does my body require? Okay, so if it's this, okay. So what else can you do? What else can you add to your life right now? How often have you even had time to read? How often have you even had time to relax? You know, and like, if you're willing to add other things, there's YouTube, you want to learn how to do anything. It's on YouTube. (laughs) You don't have to pay for it. Yeah. It's funny you say, you know, we're talking, we're actually, we have a a private social network on on Mighty Networks, the listener tribe. And one of the the themes this month is self-reinstallation, which is like a a spin on self-isolation. I don't know by the time people are listening to this, it might be over, but, uh, the, the thing that our community manager said is, well, what if people, we taught people how to make good use of this time and um, yeah. we're basically doing ultra learning projects. And like, I think I told you, we just moved in a new place and I started kind of looking at all this DIY furniture and I was kind of amazed at how many things you could build for next to nothing. Yeah. And so we're just like, all right, well, we're kind of stuck in this place. Let's make this the most amazing you know place to live ever uh, make it as beautiful as you can possibly imagine. And it's funny you mentioned movement of all things, because that I think is the one thing that I have been really just frustrated with, with this whole thing, because I'm an avid surfer and snowboarder yeah. and all the ski resorts are now closed. Yeah. Uh, so just getting out for a walk is, is kind of such a relief. You know, fortunately we're, we're doing a lot of reading and working, but by the time the evening rolls around, it's like video games and food are yeah. kind of our vices, but we actually make something of the day though. Um, I appreciate that you brought up movement because I've, I've just, you know, it, it, movement, I think we realize in a moment like this, um, I'm working on a new book idea called Portfolio of Meaning, when I said, like, there's like four sort of key areas to our, of our lives that make up foundation, movement, connection, creation, and reflection. And movement, I said, you know, typically you think of movement as exercise, but there's so much more to movement than that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of amazing how something that small um, is something that makes such a big difference. Totally. And you know, it's interesting. I, um, I normally have a lot of business or work that I do online. And so my business was already, you know, some online, I do a lot of events, conferences, you know, workshops, seminars, whatever. So I'm in different countries every week, which I haven't been able to do now. But Today, I knew I had a lot of meetings. I even have a call at one in the morning that I'm going to be doing. And like, I don't know, an hour before you and I were chatting, my body was so restless and my head, I felt like I'm procrastinating doing stuff. And I was like, what's going on? No, it was actually my body talking and saying, get out. You've been sitting, sitting a lot get out and let's go for a walk. And as soon as I did, my God, do you know everything? Like the level of creativity that just popped in my world, just from that movement of get away from the chair where I'm working 
and, and go be with nature. You know, even if it's like one minute with nature, do it. And so much came out of it. I ended up doing some different videos for my YouTube and just, it ended up being such a productive moment, moving my body, relaxing my brain, opening my creativity. So like, you know, like you said, when we have movement, it also is us listening to our body, you know, instead of putting our bodies into pain and torture as well. Our bodies don't want to sit 24 seven, which is what's happening now. A lot of people are either on the couch or they're working. So, you know, there's a lot more movement that is needed than your typical day that you might've had. Yeah. No, I which makes me realize I need to go get a cup of coffee and just go to Starbucks after this for that sake alone. <laughs> well, the fact that uh, you even have a Starbucks to go to, I have to yeah, say. Yeah, that's true. I, it's money. just something we're, I know. We're quarantined. We're not allowed to go anywhere, not even grocery yeah. shopping anymore. So it's it's quite wow. interesting. Yeah. We have to order. Wow. Uh, well, let's, let's go. I, I think that you know, wellness when it comes to health goes far beyond physical wellness. Yeah. I think that one of the components that I don't think we can leave this conversation without talking about, also given the fact that many of us are, as you said, sitting around, you know, watching TV is mental wellness. Like that's, yeah. you know, to me, that's probably one of the biggest sort of epidemics we have in our culture today as somebody who has dealt with depression on and off and like, how are we not equipped in any way at all to deal with this until we experience it? Yeah. Well, and I've got to tell you, this is something I actually ended up reaching out to some mental health specialists um, from LinkedIn last week to actually start having this conversation because even people that on a day to day were distracted and didn't have to worry about mental health, you know, that whole concept of get in your car, drive somewhere, go to work, do things like, or people went to school, like there was so much more wellness in our mental health that was occurring. Bring the family together. You already have created and open a whole new world of things that could go wrong. <laughs> you know, I mean, as much as families love each other, like the whole idea of being together 24 seven is, is going to create some things. And, and also for people around stress and around that whole feeling of like, I don't know what's going to happen with my life. I don't know what's going to happen with my job. I don't know what's going to happen. Like the whole, I don't know brings all these monkey thoughts in our heads that really don't help mental health. So I've been actually speaking to others about this of like, what are different things you could put in place to distract you? You know, I'm not saying forget what's going on in the world, but what can you do? Like even watching funny videos, even putting things together, like there's so many books that are going to come out of this. And at the same time, there's going to be lots of babies that are born at the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If if you're fortunate enough to be quarantined with somebody who wants to have sex with you, that's, that's, you know. Well, for me, unfortunately, I'm here all alone. So like, that's not going to happen. But like, well, I mean, I'm quarantined with two guys, like, we're my roommates and you know we're all straight so like that's just we're, that this is the ongoing joke between all of us but you know cnn did have to avoid catching the coronavirus you need to have more sex it's been proven the help that the more sex you have the healthier your body is because it is you don't have yeah. time to think the monkey crazy stuff you know you just don't mm-hmm. and what's funny is what are those things that truly can can distract your mind. Well, creativity, what are different ideas you can have? What I love is um, a scientist put together and said, you know, one of the magic that's coming out of this 
is more collaboration between people. And so he said, you know, let's create a ventilation machine that's open source. So he invited some of the most brilliant engineers to come together online via Zoom, like you and I were talking about, and come up with ideas. But it was really more from the space of not competition, but what can we create together that none of us has to own? And then each could take pieces that we want and create something with it. So what if you are willing to be that creativity zone? Like, what could you be, who can you be interacting with? What could you be putting in place for you? You know, there's so many ideas we have. What if now's the time to take those ideas out of your head and physically bring them to life? So I think that you mentioned collaboration, which makes a a perfect segue to talking about this idea of wellness and relationships, because I think that even what I what I am seeing that is really fascinating to me is that people's relationships are actually improving as a byproduct of this, mm-hmm. uh, in a way that it's like I don't know how, how you are with communicating with your kids. You know, I, like I'm close to my parents. We weren't like, hey, we need to talk every day type of thing. Mm-hmm. Now people are actually turning on the camera on the damn phone. Which to me, this is the thing that's still baffling yeah. is that that we've had that capability for 10 years sure. and what we've been back and instead what we resorted to is text messages um you know i don't know how close we are in age but i remember i was having this conversation with somebody the other day about french uh this one lady Denmark who wrote this beautiful book about friendship and i remember thinking when we were kids that man is it going to be amazing when you could see the other person on the other end of the phone mm-hmm. and <laughs> instead what we do is we send them a text message yeah. But on that note, um, you know, what is, how do you define wellness and relationships? Well, first I want to define relationship is so many things, right? It's relationship with coworkers. It's relationship with your body, you. It's relationship with loved ones. It's relationships with family. Like there's so many pieces to it. Um, and all of it comes to the willingness to honor other people too. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a management consultant and a wellness consultant, and there's so many businesses that bring me in because communication has broken down. But I also work with families and individuals and how many bring me in <laughs> or come see me because the communication is broken down. Like communication is one of the key aspects that can create greater or really be that initial little small snowball that turns into one of the biggest, hugest problems in in most lives. Um, So for me, when I'm talking about wellness is like, it's the willingness to take away all the expectations we have of people and really start to see people for who they are and not judge them. And from that place, what can you two create that allows there to be that communion between the two of you? Um, whether it's you and a boss, whether it's you and a loved one, whether it's you and your kids, you know, judgment is one of the key aspects of how we live and how we break relationships. Wow. Uh, what has been the the, uh, the change in relationships with uh, your family as a byproduct of this? I mean, you mentioned that you're by yourself in a hotel effectively yeah, in Portugal. I, I am in a beautiful hotel. I got upgraded to an apartment at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do they charge you for that? 
Um, actually, I got a real good deal. No, they ended up keeping the same rate, but the hotel right. ended up having to close. Um, but they have residences at the hotel. So luckily, you know, they brought us here. So it makes it a little bit easier. At least I can cook for myself now, you know. Um, for me, I'll tell you, it's it's the willingness not to let distance ever stop us. And because I travel to a new country every week or whatever, like I'm used to having to engage with people different. And I think that's the piece that you were talking about earlier that's been missing the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years, whatever, however long you want to say. Like people stopped engaging. It's they're talking to each other. They're not engaging. They're not communicating. And it's my kid's birthday today. They're 24. I was supposed to be with them. And guess what? FaceTime saved the day. You know, I felt like I was there with them. Um, and I'm not, but yet at least technology allowed us to be together. Um, but I think this, as crazy as it sounds, this coronavirus has allowed a whole new world to be created. You know, um, we're actually calling people like we had, it's, we had five huge events we had to cancel. And normally it would just be an email, email people, let them know there's changes. But we actually called every single person and they were so grateful. Like the whole world of calling people hasn't really been there for so long. You know, watching like animals coming, like someone was telling me about like children in China for the first time can see the blue sky because there's no smog there and they've never seen it. Like they always thought the gray is normal. How it's the sky, (laughs) you know, you have dolphins coming into a a water of Venice. I mean, I don't know if you've been to Venice, but it's one of the most disgusting waters in the world. It really is. It's so beautiful. And you go there and you're like, wow, that is gross. Yeah. 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 The birds where I am, they're so much louder than ever before because there's this quietness. We can actually hear them. I read an article, I think, in the New Yorker, I believe, about that exact thing that this woman had said, I didn't even know there were birds in Wuhan Mm -hmm. until we were quarantined. Yeah. Yeah. And because the noise pollution was that, you know, loud. Um, It it is, you know, it's interesting. Part of me wonders if this is like nature's way of forcing us to correct course. Well, you know, we've been judging and killing the earth for a very long time. And I think coronavirus is not the blame of the earth, but I think the earth is definitely using it to its advantage. There's coyotes and the highway in San Francisco. You know, there's, um, I posted on my Facebook, there is a peacock on top of a car in Mumbai, India. I mean, this peacock was gorgeous. Like, oh my God, the most beautiful peacock I've ever seen in my whole entire life. And I was like, wow, the animals actually have the freedom to come out now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community. And that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this, you're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Let's talk about financial wellness. Yeah. Yet another very, very fitting subject. Um, one we actually chose to avoid when we did our monthly theme because we felt it was just one of those things we couldn't deal with without <clears throat> potentially seeming very insensitive. But yeah. Um, this is a time of tremendous financial uncertainty. I mean, so much so that I, you know, my roommates and I've talked, they're like, do you Srini, really think that the entire monetary system is going to collapse? And I said, look, I have an economics degree. I'm not a good economist. I'm an armchair economist, as my roommate likes to say, who got a 2.97 GPA. So my economic theories are mostly founded in entire and like utter bullshit. That being said, I took second grade math. And to me, my math is better than Steve Mnuchin's. At least it was when I was in the second grade. So personally, I think this economic stimulus is doesn't require genius to figure out that this is not going to work long term. So yeah, do I think the entire system has the potential to collapse? I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but you're a management consultant who has yeah. worked with Fortune 500 and Fortune 1000 CEOs, so you probably have a bit more credibility. So I'm going to turn that over to you. Yeah. Okay. So like with anything... The unknowns are creating some dynamic changes 
in the global economy. Um, and businesses shutting down. I mean, whenever have we had this where every single person in every single city in every single country has had to stay home? It just never happens. Um, you know, it's just, this, this has never occurred. And at the same time, what you and I talked about initially in this conversation, we have two choices. We can look at the world's coming to an end and create that, including the financial world, or we can say, okay, we know there's going to be changes. We know the stock market's going to be altered. We know the whole global economy is going to have a new facelift. Okay. So now what can we, what actions can we put in place today that allows us to actually create for now and the future. And when we're thinking about it from that perspective, we're no longer going into everything being a problem and creating that. Because we do. Our points of views are going to be created. We do. We mm-hmm. match that up. Um, but you have to also be willing to say, okay, what is working? And how do we make that better? Or what ideas do you have to make it better? Because mm-hmm. some of the greatest innovations come from the most difficult times in the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did an episode where we, we featured a TEDx talk by one of my friends about the upside of crisis. And he said that, you know, it change and crisis are basically two things happening at the same speeds. Uh, but one thing I wonder, you know, like I said, my, my you know, bullshit armchair economy theories are, mm-hmm. are probably not entirely well-founded given my research and piss poor GPA, but you've worked up close with people who probably have amassed fortunes. And I, I part, part of me wonders, it, again, you know, this is just a hypothetical, have we reached a point of diminishing returns with prioritizing self-interest to the point where people who've accumulated massive amounts of wealth have finally come to the realization that we live in an interdependent system. Mm -hmm. Like we are all dependent on each other. Everybody from the lowest sort of person. I remember my dad told me a a story about how the sanitation workers in India quit. And he said, you know what? People realize their value when they stop working. So I wonder how how you think about that. Well, I I agree with you. I, I think there's been a lot of things that have been skewed. I'd... I don't want to talk about it with who has money, who doesn't have money, because that's mm-hmm. a whole other conversation. And I think yeah. we could have a different kind of conversation around that. But I think this is a time that is an open market for the world. You know, there are stocks that are tanking right now that are the best time to buy. Um, businesses are still functioning. Like I'm still talking to people that more than ever their service is now in need. Like where clients weren't even willing to look at it before, they weren't willing to have a meeting with them. Now they're willing because they have to look at their business different. Um, People, like I said, with the earth, it was the same thing. I think we have been, we haven't been willing to look at how our actions affect the earth and how we were killing the earth. I think the same thing goes with businesses and with people's value. The whole idea is I think our, our not only are our businesses are going to change, but our engagement in life is changing. How we engage with others, how we engage with businesses, how businesses have to engage with their end customers. Like I think the whole world and their engagement is going to change. 
And with it, there's going to be some opportunities to make money. And there's going to be some where people are going to lose money. Like it's this whole world of economy is going to be really interesting to watch. Like this is creating some amazing case study for the future economists, you know, and the kids in school and stuff like that. But (laughs) (laughs) like if you're getting a PhD in economics right now, like you're going to be basically a potential Nobel prize winner in the future. Totally. But like my daughter right now works for a cardiologist. And so she's one of the emergency professionals that actually has to go to work. And she, she lives and works in a different state. And her and I were talking today and like, what was so beautiful was it's not just about, you know, the patients that were coming in, like the whole medical industry, the whole education industry has had to look at educating and caring for others different. Like she's like, mom, I was creating this system so we can actually have conversations with the elderly who are at home who can't come, you know? And mm-hmm. and the elderly, they weren't thinking they're going to be on, on a, like a video conference with someone like that's the last thing they were thinking they had to do schools. I've been, I've been talking to different schools over the years of how they really n- need to look at um, how they're educating the kids different and the mediums that need to be used that are different. And most were not willing to invest in it. And guess what? Overnight, they had to. So I really think, like you said, there's going to be some moments of financial disruption. For me personally, I mean, all the money that was for my client base from April and May, some of my biggest client base in April and May, they just went away. It just got canceled. So it is about revamping and re-looking at, okay, how am I going to do my business different now? Yeah. One of my roommates made a really interesting observation. He said, this is a long overdue evolution in the consciousness of humanity. Yes. He's so right. Total consciousness overtake. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about financial wellness, you know, from sort of the individual perspective, what is like when you say wellness in your business, um, particularly given that, you know, I think it's just the next natural segue. What is that? Like, how do you define wellness in someone's business? Well, um, I have yet to find an organization that has every, let's say every wheel of that machine that's actually functioning or functioning well. Um, And so wellness in business really is about empowering your staff to utilize their awareness, to, to utilize what they know, to include them, empower them, and to allow the business to grow together. So with that comes then you have your HR systems, like your process of how you hire people changes the minute that you will start to include ideas from others. The same thing with invoicing systems or how you engage in your sales model with your clients or anything else. And so wellness in business is actually the willingness to ask questions and not assume that you, your business, you've got the business right. You've got this group correct. You've got this industry correct, but to stay and be curious every single day of what's, what does the business require? What do our employees require? What do our clients require? And be willing to actually engage the people that are required and, and execute that, you know, actually physically actualize that. And like you said earlier, most people are not communicating. Most people, they're giving orders. 
And that world of orders, I've got to tell you, is long gone. That's not how you engage. That's not how you keep good employees. And that's not how you keep clients. You know, it's funny you say that because uh, I, you know, I, I remember when we hired uh, our community manager, Melena, I pretty much said, I really have no clue how to do this. And she said, I'm a civil engineer with a PhD, neither do I. I said, that just tells me two things. You're smart and you know how to solve problems. So yeah. I will defer to your judgment pretty much every time when it comes to this. Um, and it's been incredible to watch. Um, what happens when you get out of somebody's way. And the other thing is, I mean, yeah, I had 10 years of experience building this, but I also realized it was like, there's still plenty I've done wrong. Yeah, but is it wrong or is it exactly what was required then to get you the awareness you needed to to get it to where it is today. See, for me, there is no mistake. You didn't do anything wrong. We can never get anything wrong if we're willing to have that, is this a problem or is this a possibility mentality? Do you know, um, you know, 3M created the sticky, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you know that was the most failed project they had? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The adhesive that didn't work. So like, it's not about fail or not fail, but it's like, okay, what knowledge did we get out of this? What awareness did we get? How can we change it? So it's actually going to create greater. And I think the one thing that's been missing in the world is we really have been looking at things as commerce as how do I win instead of how do we win? And that's going to change in this world. There's going to be more of a conversation of we than the eye. Do you know, it's really funny. I mean, I was having trouble sleeping last night. I will, you know, turned over. This is like literally, I don't, whoever's listening, don't follow this advice. It's literally the opposite <laughs> of things I've mentioned in my own books. But I was like, oh, I can't sleep when I grab the phone and look at something on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And I, don't, I think I was watching the, uh, one of the old Steve Jobs documentaries and it was the interview with him and Bill Gates on stage. Mm-hmm. And they go to him and, you know, they, he talks about the moment where, uh, Basically, he said in a lot of ways, he said Bill Gates rescued Apple with that $150 million investment. And he said that up until that point, the attitude in the industry had been that for Apple to win, Microsoft had to lose and vice versa. And when he realized that that wasn't true, I mean, the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I was talking about, um, I did a, a YouTube live yesterday and talking about the future. And that was the whole thing is like, what if competition is actually co-creation? Like what if the world of competition that we thought was the only way businesses can function isn't that at all, but it's truly this collaboration. It's not even like you have to collaborate with them, but it's the knowledge you get of what someone else is doing. You know, you can have, um, there's one street in Maryland, um, that has six, nail salons. Okay. They all have different names, but there's six of them all across the street, three and three right across the street from each other. Every single one is busy. Okay. You would say nail salon. Everyone can do that. No, there's something that's just so special about each one that pulls in its own clients. It's not about competition, even though I'd say many of them look at it as competition against each other. That's the world we live in. Focus on what you and your business would like to do and your products, the voice of your products will pull in your clients. Um, If you focus purely on competition and who has what, and there's only a few clients in the world, well, you're going to live in that world of lack the rest of your life. But if you really look at it as we have a huge world, we have the internet, we can go 
anywhere. We don't even have to be in our own city. Then what else is possible? It's funny you say that because I think having written books, um, you know, having a, a platform that is ranked publicly on a regular basis, like literally daily, I never, I can't remember the last time I looked at where we were ranked in iTunes mm-hmm. or where my book, you know, book ranks on Amazon. Because I realized it was like just a recipe for madness and it was taking me at the one thing that would cause those things to move anyways, which is to go do my damn work. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Truly. And it, and it is because yeah. it, it like that joy that you have not trying to measure, but actually look at, hey, what would I like to create today? You know, what what can this book contribute to the world? Like really when you're doing it from that place, you're also allowing the book to assist you. I'm I'm in a book um, called America's Leading Ladies. And it's been so interesting. Um like having this book out in the world and like it finds itself where it wants to go. It's been really, really cool. Like people who, who know me and didn't know I was in the book reach out. And there's been people who like saw the book and saw me in it and reach out. Like the book has its own magic and its own oh. consciousness to be able to pull people in. And so, you know, if, if we're willing to, you have a choice, your mindset can be scarcity lack and limitations, or you can look at it as, oh, what I have not discovered yet, possibility. Oh, so what are the possibilities we haven't even considered with the book or with this or that or this business or this service? And also the willingness to acknowledge, you know, it's not about the statistics, but it is also about looking at them without the judgment that did I do well, did I succeed or not? But you know, I, I was looking at one of my SoundClouds the other day and it was like, oh, 30,000 people have listened. And I was like, I had no clue, <laughs> you know, but not to make it significant, not to make that rule my life, but more like, oh, what else can I put on SoundCloud? There's actually people listening. So, you know, it's, it's more for education and awareness and truly acknowledging because when you acknowledge, there's that fire inside you that gets even more excited and then, you know, more things get drawn to it. Um, but not to value yourself based on what people's feedbacks are or how many clicks there are. So I have two final questions for you, and I realize now I'm going to ask you this question very selfishly because it also will help me finish my blog post that I'm writing for my birthday, which happens to be on Saturday. Uh, How has your personal definition of success changed with age? You know, I used to measure success based on like, like how many people's lives I've touched like truly like at work or at home or anything like that. And, and I used to look at it as the career I had, um, where now I really look at one person, I don't know, smile at them, their world changes, you give them a tool, it changes, whatever, like changing one person's moment is what I consider success now. That's it. And that one person can be me. Wow. Well, uh, I have one final question for you, which is how we finish all of our interviews at the Unmistakable Creative. What do you think it is that makes somebody or something unmistakable? To be them. To take off all the masks of who they think they have to be, what they have to say, or anything else. But to be them. 
genuinely them. Amazing. Uh, this has been really, really beautiful. Um, and just a, a wonderful way for me to finish up the afternoon with a, a nice way to go out on a walk with a lot to think about. Yay. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolutely. Where can people find out more about you, your work, and everything else that you're up to? So there's a couple of different ways. One of the easiest ways is lalehancock.com or bellapemo.com. It's B-E-L-A-P-E-M-O.com. And that's my management consulting company. And we're on social media. And I also have a business called Global Wellness for All. And I've got to put one other thing, americasleadingladies.com. I'm so grateful. I'm part of 50 incredible women who really have looked at leadership from such a different place and stories of courage, challenge, and triumph. And I'm honored that Oprah's in this book with me and Melinda Gates and so many other women. And just truly, when we don't allow the problems or the challenges to take over. Amazing. And for everybody listening, we will wrap the show with that. Hey, did you know that every Sunday our community manager, Melina, sends out 10 key takeaways from episodes just like this one? All you have to do to receive it is sign up for our newsletter. Just visit unmistakablecreative.com slash newsletter and you'll get them delivered right to your inbox. Again, that's unmistakablecreative.com slash newsletter. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch, the skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.